You're now going to listen to a recording of the panel Conversation Courage, which rounded up the conference program with a conversation about the role of the art educations as cultural institutions. The panelists were Katrine K. Petersen, specialist in digital culture and transformations, Lene Andersen, economist, author, futurist and public information activist, Marcella Lucatelli, composer and vocalist, and Sten Lindgaard, head of Culture in Viborg Kommune, board member in Levende Musik i Skolen. The conversation was moderated by Pernille Bæv, science director at Blocks Hop. the best time of the day to keep you in suspense uh, because we are what is between you listening to beautiful music and having a really nice drink. Bosch, my name is Penilla Burke, I'm science director at Bloxhub and I promise we will keep you enticed Till the drinks in about, I think will uh, be nice and say 5.30 as the program promised. So that will just level of expectations and not to keep you longer than that. But thank you very much for being with us. Uh, our session is Courage or Courage. And I have promised my wonderful co-panelists to uh, let you actually introduce yourselves because you've been reflecting a little bit about the role, the future role of artistic educations as cultural institutions, right? So we're going to start, Marcella, with, with you. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Marcella Lucatelli. I'm a composer, performer, and also composition, art teacher. Um, I've been teaching in the conservatory, Aarhus here, also in the uh, Fine Arts Academy and in Denmark and abroad, and uh, uh, have a practice that exactly uh, builds upon uh, close collaboration and new futures, new realities, the future now, I would say, like creating not with a bit of less of, of talk and more into like what this, uh, we, we had a brief conversation before uh, about how uh, art can actually be, uh, it's a bit the obvious, but I guess we're here to be reminded of the obvious as well. So like how art uh, is a means of putting into a language things that we cannot, uh, or rather summarizing to a certain complexity that only sound or visuals or whatever, an experience, whole experience can bring forth. I would like to pass on the word, just like talking about, maybe we should think about futures in the plural and not like one future, right? Because we're uh, different peoples, different desires connected. So, so opening up for the possibility of, of that plurality, it's very important here in the room, I think. Thank you very much. And Sten. My name is uh, Sten Lindgaard. I'm uh, head of culture in uh, Viborg Municipality. Det vi kan på dansk for Viborg Kommune. Um, and uh, I've previously held leading positions in uh, music and cultural schools and 
in organizations uh, relating to children's engagement with the arts. Uh, my educational background is uh, as a rhythmic uh, music teacher from educated from Norges Music Conservatorium uh, in Aalborg, and I have a master's degree in uh, experiment, experience, experience management uh, from Roskilde University. Um, I'm very interested in, interested in uh, how cultural uh, professionals can contribute to um, sustainable and involving development in the society. And I'm interested in, um, in the perspectives of the arts that relates to all children's equal admissions to cultural and artistic benefits of society, uh, particularly within the public schools and the daycare in the context of the Danish municipalities. Mm. Uh, 7% of Danish school children uh, holds a psychiatric diagnosis, and I'm convinced that the arts has something to tell these children, and that the arts has something to tell to the children's parents and to their children's teachers. Um, I also have uh, the opinion that all children should have profound artistic experiences as parts of their school curriculum. Uh, so that's kind of my perspective towards what sort of sustainability we could uh, discuss. Thank you. I think it ties very well into Marcella's point of pluralities. So, so thank you. Katrine. Yes, my name is Katrine K. Pedersen. I, I work with digital culture. I'm a specialist in digital culture and I have worked within institution. I worked at Argen Museum of Modern Art and I had worked at the Danish Broadcasting Company. And uh, right now I work as an external consultant and I work with change strategies and transformation strategies. Uh, it sounds very fluffy, but for me it's very important because um, bringing digital culture and a critical view on that into that process is about being aware of how much digitalization has in, infected our lives as individuals, um, as, uh, as communities, society. I mean, we have a Danish election right now and uh, TikTok is playing a huge role in that. Um, so that's just an example. I will give you another example from my life. Right now I'm not at Facebook uh, because I was banned and I'm banned for, th for six days. And the reason for that is because I write about art. And uh, often there are uh, bodies, pictures in the arts and often they are naked because that's just how it is. Um, and uh, if there are nipples sitting on a female body, it's uh, illegal. Okay, so it's, it's very easy to get banned and it's not, well, the reason why I mention it here is, is because it's not that shocking anymore, because we know that. And I think that is the problem and that is a very good example of how these um, big technology companies has affected our culture and the way that we self-censor our way of communicating, our way of relating to the world and to each other. And um, that is why I think actually that the, uh, the arts and the culture, the institution that the, um, within education is more important than ever because we don't really think about it in our everyday lives. And um, just in that we are, our children, our future generations are very much um, 
uh, their lives online at least. They spend very, very many hours when they're online, we all do. Uh, we are, our lives are mediated by these smart technologies. But what we don't think that much about is that it's always curated by a culture that is very narrow. I mean, it's not only American culture, it's Silicon Valley culture or Chinese culture. Um, that's quite okay, but it would be the same if Silicon Valley was in Ranas. That would be quite uh, strange for the rest of the world, right? So this like very narrow perspective and that algorithm, algorithms are only trained in one language. And um, for me, I'm from, I'm a... Um, my field is, uh, well, the humanities, rhetoric, for instance. Um, and um, I think it's interesting to look into how, um, well, I mean, these value concepts, uh, not only because, yes, language is one thing, but also culture is very much uh, determined and defined. Um, and I also think that's one of the reasons why our children are suffering. So, yes, we need the arts, and we, mm. need, we need to teach that there are, more than one identity ready for all of us. And we need to also to, uh, I won't see it as a tool, but I think as, an, as education and, and research and knowledge is important because it's also uh, the room for facilitating not only um, uh, social inclusion, but also ecological inclusion. Mm. I could talk forever about this and I will stop I think myself. it's very, very interesting <laughs> and we'll certainly dive into it because it, I think it ties Perfect, very beautifully with the uh, with what has already been said. And now I know, Lena, you will actually just add to this. Yes. I, so my name is Lena Rachel Anderson. <clears throat> I'm a futurist. I've been writing books about the future since 2005, and it's very much the the structures. It's about the structures in cultural evolution that I've been writing about, and uh, watching what is happening right now with our environment, nature climate, uh, also artificial intelligence and the technological development, what is doing to the structures of our societies is basically like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Uh, and actually going faster in that slow motion than we might care to, um, to think of because it's going extremely fast right now. Mm. We can just leave this room and have a beautiful, I mean, it's a summer day out there and it's November and two or three days. So, um, we need the arts, and we need them because they can express, as you also said, things that we do not have words for yet. They can express uh, sentiments, they can express doubts, they can express fears and hopes in a way that is very hard with language. Um, if I'm just going to add two specific things that I'm working with and on um, in my futurism, one is Bildung Danilse in Danish. Mm. One of the books that I've written is The Nordic Secret, which is about the folk high schools in Denmark and how they changed first Denmark and then the other Nordic countries and how cultural awareness, cultural knowledge, the aesthetics, beauty, uh, and we have that concept of beauty from Friedrich Schiller and... Shaftesbury and you know tons of German philosophers that we never hear about. We're in Denmark, so we just talk about Grundtvig all the time. But mm. he actually read German philosophers, so we have a huge heritage from the rest of Europe going into our educational systems, going into figuring out who we are as a nation. Now we need to figure out who are we as a continent, who are we as a species, and who do we want to be as a species as of, what was it, Wednesday? Let's start Wednesday, that's a good thing. So that's one thing. <clears throat> the other thing is metamodernity. And I don't know how many here have heard about metamodernism and metamodernity. Good, at least one person. So, um, it's, it's, uh, 
a current a trend in the arts, and it's been described since uh, early 90s, 2010, uh, the Metamodern Manifesto came out, and it is an exploration of the sort of double feeling of the modern and the postmodern. And so metamodernism is what could be after postmodernism, when we've deconstructed everything and where we have an ironical distance to everything and where it's really hard to say something matters. In modernism, in modernity, we can say something matters. There are people who know more than other people and we do need the sciences and sometimes they come up with answers that we need that we can't just feel as a personal feeling. We need to have objective reality and deal with it. I have then insisted that before the modern world, there's the pre-modern world, and we need to bring that with us into the future as well. That's where we have the big aesthetic, existential, religious traditions. And then before that, uh, there's indigenous culture from the very small societies, basically the Stone Age, but a lot of it has survived up to our own day and age. And in the indigenous, we have the symbolic world that literally grew out of the local flora, fauna, and climate. So wherever we go on this planet, there is local culture, mm -hmm. there is human knowledge that is unique for that place, and there we can find so many ways of being human, and therefore we can also create. I mean, we will be in hopefully the same future, but we can give it many flavors based on all these very many ways of being human. Um, and that is where we also need the arts to uh, find inspiration, mm -hmm. but also to bring these symbolic worlds with us into the future. And aesthetic expression is a basic human need. So it's not just about the students in the art educations, it's also about everybody else, the kids learning to express themselves in other ways than through writing and speaking. Brilliant. And I think for those of you who have been here throughout the day, we started at an intellect, uh, existential level with Geert, and we are literally finishing on the existential level. So, I th so thank you, and we will now dive a little bit into it, because I think some of you've all touched upon the need of the arts. You've all addressed the sense of urgency, which also came across from uh, the brief recaps of the brilliant uh, panel sessions and workshops we've had today. Um, so far, so good. And then there was this, uh, the wonderful person saying, uh, the future role of arts education as cultural institutions, that's a bit more difficult to answer that question. And, but the solution how to get there was to listen to the, to the students or talk to the students. So far, so good. We'll definitely get back to the dialogue, because Skid also uh, referenced to that earlier today. I've promised you, because you didn't actually hear him, that I'm not just going to kind of assume that you know what I'm talking about. I have notes I can bring out. But I actually, given your beautiful introductions and reflections, you addressed the role of arts. So should the arts education in terms of the institution, as a cultural institution in the future. What is, what is their role? You allude, you would, yeah, you also found that a little bit difficult. Um, it is difficult, <clears throat> but. It's all about facilitating, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean education is crucial, and I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, cultural education is, is crucial, and, well, hopefully the arts will be there, <laughs> connected to the cultural. Uh, education institutions um, 
Um, I think, and the reason why it's crucial is that what I said before, because we live in this like um, um, mm. we live in we live in a an era where everything has to be measured and everything has to be validated and everything has to be categorized and systemized, and we have somehow live our lives as if we think that we are that technology is the solution for everything, and that I think is not. I think that the the counterpart to that is the arts education and the, the space and the, the rooms that it can facilitate. I mean, what are the competences? What are the uh, qualifications that are... Well, I think actually the, the session before us said it so beautiful that I, I won't repeat it. I could, just, I could just repeat everything that they said mm. because I think that is what it is. It's about reflection, it's about uh, critical perspectives, it's about creativity, it's about all those things that you can measure. I mean, you can't, you can't put music into big data, for instance. You can't put the, the, um, the sensory part, the bodily part, all of that that is not uh, possible to fit into these boxes. I think that is very much important that, and that is the reason why the, the, uh, the cultural education system is important. It is more important for me how we, how we um, build it and how we transform it, because I don't think it's only Im important to um, uh, look into change strategies and transformation. It is crucial to be aware of position and be aware, be aware of um, and position is kind of a fluffy word, but it's both position, where are we in the world, <laughs> where are our privilege, and, and how, uh, and from that, uh, and, and to see that as a tool to think of both social and ecological inclusion. Um, so, so that's the, as an institution, yeah. to actually position themselves actively. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll hang on to that one. And then Steen, you're all, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll definitely. Um. Well, I think it's it's super important to hold on to the the role of in, in the overall society where the art educations and the art educations institutions preserves and conserves the professional skill set because that's where the heritage lies and it has to be passed on to the following generations and so on, but also to the kind of um, define and articulate the future within these specific artistic fields and to find new ways to train artistic and cultural professionals to engage with the future society. And that's a big question, how to yes. engage with a future that is unknown Very. to all of us. Yeah. And, and that's, that is why the, the discussion that I can hear that you have had here today. Mm. It's it's just like a microcosmic <laughs> approach to the macrocosmic challenges that we all face. So, but but that there are some very essential parts of this task to continually develop the fields. And that is to hold on to the humanity of it, to continue to be able to improve the quality of life with the arts. And also to just give many people the ability to go out into society and create pure happiness and joy, joy of life, to make a 
possibility for mm. a hope and, it, and, and the possibility for the unknown future to be mm. a good future. Mm. Interesting, very interesting. Marcella, you also marked? Yeah, uh, I was thinking, uh, reflecting on this uh, issue, you know, how in my perspective the cultural uh, institution, like the uh, institution for art education like this, should be like a house for meetings, you no, know, like a, a basically like in the lack of the church, right? When when like now arts is basically the place where we go and reflect upon our uh, collective values and uh, put things into question. I think like uh, a space that has so much uh, equipment and privilege and like. Uh, can facilitate so much. Uh, I really uh, think of meetings you now between teacher and, and student, like how uh, thinking about my, my, myself, you know, like society is more and more divided into generations. You know, like children don't go to the same space as old people anymore. Mm. You no, know, it's like only in the, the nucleus, the small family nucleus, you have these meetings, but otherwise in society, like uh, it's really a precious place where you can have this. Uh, intergenerational meetings, so, uh, but also in between uh, different uh, segments of the community, like really to use, like how many hours is the space not being used really, you know, that other things could happen in the community uh, and invite other people in that maybe wouldn't go to a classical musical concert. I mean, how much diversity do you see in these spaces? No, I always thought of like, uh, festivals or like the profile of, of of the audience and stuff or also of the artists like how how much diversity is there and and in that sense we also have to create different spaces and different uh, contexts where people feel comfortable no mm -hmm. i also i thought about this afro-brazilian concept of uh axé which is uh, again like in afro-brazilian culture it's not really a religion it's more like a way of living you know, mm -hmm. people don't think of it as a as a principle to follow, but as, as concepts they can relate to. And this, the concept of axé is something that happens when you meet people, when you meet people or meet uh, uh, animals, creatures, objects that affect you and inspire you and want raise your energy level and vitality. You know? It's like how, how to make the spaces that sometimes feel dull, like, I mean, I, I can ask the students, like, how inspired you feel when you really enter such room that has to, so heavy history, a lot has been talked about, fear, you know, so, so this fear of the unknown history in the spaces, like, how can we break that up, uh, which, which is, a, sometimes the spaces can function like algorithms, you know, they are kind of curating uh, what is happening there, you know, so I was also thinking about like how these meetings can break up uh, the algorithm uh, being in it uh, uh, in the internet or just in our lives, you know, because mm -hmm. these codes are, are there. And know. is that different to what the, uh, uh, the institutions do today? Definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, thinking about, I always, it's something that I always think a lot about in my practice. Uh, like, I always like to ask, okay, if I'm going to... to commission a piece, I mean, of course, who, who is it for, uh, but also where is it happening, what is available there already that we can use, instead of we also have this obsession of like, oh, we need to put this aside and then make something new and better, you know, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, but also I think it's very important to look at, okay, what, what can we use that is mm -hmm. here to, to create mm -hmm. this novelty, you know. Mm -hmm.
Lena and <coughs> Katrina, you both kind yeah. of... Yeah, <coughs> I mean, with regards to the institutions, before I, mm. I became a futurist, I used to write uh, entertainment for Danish television, and my big dream was to write and produce sitcoms. Mm. And back in the 19s, we didn't really have a successful sitcom in Denmark, so yep. I went to the US in order to find out how do you, how do you write this stuff. <coughs> and I think one of the... I mean, the, the opportunity you get when you get into one of the arts educations is to learn what to practice what is already there. And you learn the tricks of the trade, so to speak, mm. the craftsmanship. And I think that is really crucial for any arts education because the more you know the craftsmanship of your art, and so in painting, or the visual arts, I mean, that can be how, how to handle a brush and how to mix the oil paint and all that stuff. The more you understand what went before you and the more you can practice it, the more tools you have in your toolbox to say that one little specific thing that nobody has said before, that, but that is uniquely you. If you don't have that craftsmanship, if you are not the sort of the uh, accumulation of all the knowledge that went before you, you're just going to be reinventing something that was already there or you're going to be saying it in a clumsy way. But if you have the craftsmanship, if you know the tradition, if you can play with what has already been done, then you can actually add something and say it in a new way. And that, I mean, I, my path into to writing was, was through comedy and entertainment. Could have been through another kind of writing, but the, the moment that I felt, now I know how this specific genre works, how to start a script, how to pitch a series, how to do all this stuff that everybody in the industry knows, then I could take the next step and say something and produce something that nobody had created before. And that is actually Bildung. And if we look back at the way that people talked about Bildung 250 years ago, they talked about the apprentice, the person who was like, oh, this is new to me. I, I feel like I have all the stuff that I want to do, but I don't know how to do it. And then you get, you get the, tra the training and you learn how the masters operated. And then you develop your individual mm -hmm. voice. Mm -hmm. It can be there all, the, all along, but when you can exceed what has already been done, it is usually because you already know what has been done and you can play with it. Mm -hmm. so, so the playfulness, and that's actually what Friedrich Schiller calls the sort of the full building is, is, mm -hmm. is the playfulness and mm -hmm. the playing person. And that mm -hmm. is really where the art is. You play with things mm -hmm. and you can only play when you know what is the, you know, how, how do you play that instrument correctly? How do you, I don't know, video edit so that people get what you're saying without you know, making all kinds mm. of stupid mistakes? It ties in uh, quite interestingly with the, work, the panel conversation on artistic citizenship. And I'm just looking to see if Kim is here because there was the talk, there was the talk about in terms of talent that maybe uh, that the uh, the institution should look at talent differently, uh, and I I think s some of the things that you're alluding to is also then that that curiosity and the role of the institution is to create and interrupt me if I'm interpreting you incorrectly, but the skill set pertaining to the craftsmanship. I mean, this should be like the opportunity for learning everything about the thing that I'm already burning mm. for. So what I really want to do and what keeps me up at night and I can't stop doing, this should be my chance to know everything about it. And so of course be challenged and, you know. So, so <clears throat> just to 
quote the, what we also heard before, it, it may not be difficult to make a film, so you don't have to be able to make the film before you are accepted. Right. Okay. Just to but, you, but you have to be like really wanting to make film. Yes, I think else. that would, I wouldn't be incorrectly in surmising that that would, that the one, you, you, when you were participating in the artistic citizenship, a willingness to learn would be part of what we would look for. Not or nay, yeah or nay, thank you. Excellent. Katrine, you've also been, and Marcella, I think I sparked something in you in terms of the talent thing. Do you want to start, then I can just follow Yeah, uh, it was actually... Uh, the, the, I would just like to throw some massive uh, wood in the fire because... Uh, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it. It is past five. Yeah, right? Drink time soon. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this, this whole uh, issue about craftsmanship is, for me, uh, very complex because who decides what that craftsmanship yes. is? Exactly. That's the point. Like, I think I somehow... I was quite lucky with my own path Uh, I got a teacher that, that said, you know, I just won't bother you. It's my, my first composition teacher. Like, you, you got to go through this, so I would just bother you as little as possible. Because if you had forced me to analyze, I don't know how many symphonies, and to copy, I don't know how many styles, I would have dropped. Because... You would have left. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Because that wasn't, like, uh, helping me in any way. Uh, to achieve what I wanted to. And I think that's, that's really something to look into. It's like, okay, I want to make films, I want to make music, sure, that's extremely uh, important and relevant, I would say. Uh, definitely a motor for this uh, admission process. But, like, uh, what motivates me? Like, maybe what motivates me is not, like, this uh, Western tradition. So what then, like, how, how do we deal with it? Maybe it's uh, something totally different. Yeah. But then, then you could study it somewhere else where the tradition and what you want to learn match what, what, you, what you're really caring about. What if I want to affect a, a canal? Hmm. Like what if I want to be a part of a scene and affect something that already exists? No, I want to be a part of this scene. I feel my contribution is needed. I mean, that's also why I'm sitting here. Yeah, so, so it's going back to the uh, plural, the futures. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. yeah, and But I think that you've been... Trying to put in. Come on. <laughs> I also want to to put something uh, to on the yes. fire. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, but I mean, I think it's also about thinking. No tradition is not neutral, and I think it's also about generations. And I think it's. I think what what the, the education system is about is about. Well, well, if we're going to look into the future, it's about being being uh, capable of facilitating practices instead of teaching tradition, and of course, I mean, we have a history, we are not peaking point of context. Of course, but we have to stop thinking that we are just, uh, we are peaking point of history. Because why are we going to come up with solutions? I mean, we tried that all the time. So if so, I think we should, instead of just always wanting to find solution and uh, how are we going to look into the future and what are we going to do, I think it's important to talk about it. That's not my point. No, no. It would be more, I think it would be better to talk about futures. As you said, it's, it's, it's about what, what, am I, what are your practices? Are you going to... Um, to experiment with different things within a system that you can't really relate to or that you don't find inspiration from. And I think it's important for the institution system to very much be aware that there are nothing neutral about it. And now I'm going to put something on the fire because we, we, we are, we are, I think it's very much about generations. 
I was in a conversation with uh, Rane Villerslev uh, at Kulturmødet Mors, and we talked about democracy and uh, democratic formation. It sounds so not good, so I would say dannelse in, den- in Danish. Say bildung. Yes, yeah, bildung. You could also say... And we say had dannelse in- earlier today as well, so I think it, okay. it resonates quite well. And how would you translate it into English? Bildung. We didn't. Bildung, there, bildung there is no English, English okay, word. Fine. Bildung is the word. Perfect. Um, I just don't want to get lost in translation with this. Um, so, so and then, then we talked about this uh, institution that, oh, it's so difficult because young people, they can just Google everything and then they can just like uh, make a YouTube uh, channel and then they are musicians or they're influencers or whatever and whatever. And I, and, and I was just like, well, maybe... And maybe we could also look at it as a, as a mindset because people that grew up with the internet, they also learned that they have a position in the world and that there are millions of other positions and there are millions of, of voices in the world. And we have to be aware of that, that it's a new generation that would not just accept authorities or, or existing hierarchies. I mean, we have to also be aware that when we talk about, for instance, identity politics, Uh, I mean, uh, if we look into our office here nearby and see six white men talking, it's very much much identity politics also. So I think it's, it's I think before we start, start talking about the future, I think the institution very much need to check their biases and need to open up their spaces and to invite uh, um, new voices, new people, and maybe even give the mic or give the seat to new people. It's, it's, you, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh, segue into some of the things that I also uh, spoke to you about. And I'm sorry, it's very easy to s- sit no, and reflect on very these. Good. And everyone is very happy to hear you say it because, I mean, a full day's work on, on trying to, to really uh, explore and develop recommendations, etc. I think it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because one of the questions that I... Uh, also raised to you is given the plurality of, of futures and then the start, the point of departure is today. Um, what is the trajectory? What is, which types of tradition or transitions do we have to embark on? And just reiterate the topics of today in terms of impact, like making some sense of impact. And uh, earlier this morning, there was a, a normative element to that impact in terms of, of doing good in some way or another, um, engage, and of course the inclusion. And I think I'm not, because uh, I've shared this with you, but I looked at the etymology of courage, and courage is, is not just the literal translation as mut, as we say in Danish, but it's also standing up and standing by your conviction And it also, those of you who are fluent French speakers, which I'm not because I chose Russian for some obscure reason, it's also heart, right, or formed by the the French word heart. So standing by or standing up as an institution in what you just said, Katrina, what does that actually ask of the, the, we're now calling them the cultural institutions, what is that asking of them? Courage in terms of the engaging, impacting, sustaining, diversifying? What will we ask of them to stand up and do? 
what they find important. It would be great to have more cultural voices in the public debate in, in general. And I can't tell institutions what they should stand for, but whoever is in the institution mm. should find something if they don't already know. Okay, that was a little bit of homework. <laughs> no, I, I really, I no, really miss good, the... Good... I, I, I particularly miss the folk high schools in the public mm. debate, but mm. I also miss the other uh, educations and the arts and the aesthetics, and everything in the public discourse is being reduced to money constantly. And that is not what life is about. Life is about meaning, beauty, uh, relationships, uh, community, um, food, sex, all that stuff that matters. And then money should be a tool for that. But we keep talking about it as if it's the end goal of mm -hmm. society. And so we need some different voices. And some of these voices have been in you know, educational institutions for 40 years. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> And, and you are very much welcome to ask questions and comment because this was definitely a, a wish and a request in the transition. But Sela, you were kind of going, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely uh, we, we can use more courage from, from the institution, you know, because taking such kinds of decisions, like standing out for a public debate or uh, taking your space to offer for different activities or inviting different people in to teacher positions, I mean, whatever, I mean, increasing diversity, it's a statement, you know, you have to say, we're gonna do this, fuck it, you know, mm -hmm. because if you keep like trying to, slowly crawl into the right thing, I mean, you're never gonna do it, you mm. know. Uh, you always be like, oh, okay, things are happening, Denmark is in, in the behind, you know, mm. kind of trying mm. to, you know, and, and that's just not necessary, you know. People are willing to do things, there is space, there is money, there is just so much that can be done. Steen, do you miss a more active role from the cultural institutions? I, I, I think I miss, a more sharp awareness about the question about what could we do to society? Mm. What could we do to the world outside? And how do we obtain the dialogue between the inside of the cultural institution and the outside world? <laughs> and how do we, do we mirror our, our own practice mm. to that? Because um, somehow, We, we need cultural and artistic education that moves forward on both legs, both on the traditional mm. and the cultural artistic legacy through thousands of years, but also on the individual perspective that Marcella tells us about. Mm. When she has a teacher that says to you, just go ahead, just go, go your own way, how how do we how do we sort of uh, keep it all together, but also opens up for these individual multiplicity of futures yeah. that lies mm. within there. So, but but just to get back to the question, mm. I think 
and 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 so, some of those guys and uh, women who mm. stood uh, up here before talked about uh, the board members of the institutions, and I think that that's at least that's one of the gates towards bringing new perspectives on the arts inside the arts. Yeah. But and also to to have the courage to go out outside and make trial and errors with the skills within the arts. To see, is it possible for me as an individual or is it possible for us as artists to make transitions? <laughs> mm, yeah. And engaging. Yeah. 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 And I mean, engaging from the art schools doesn't necessarily have to be in the same format as everybody else writing an opinion piece mm. in the mm. in the newspaper. It could actually be as art. Mm. I agree very much that it is so important to translate and to validate. How do we validate uh, arts education and cultural education? But I don't think it, it's it's. I don't think that the cultural education institutions and the arts education institution it's not their task. I don't think so. I don't think that it's their task to translate into the language of power, the language of mon money, the language of progress, etc., etc. It's a political decision, and I think that it's a problem. It's, it says a lot about the world that we all, that we have this uh, this um, conversation. So that's one thing. And I know it's a little bit controversial that I mm -hmm. say it in that way, but I think it, we use so much time and efforts and trying to translate why is art important and everything. And it's just like, okay, if we take it out of a society, mm -hmm. it's a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's just very simple. So, I, but, I, but I need to answer another question, and that mm -hmm. is, what are we going to do to, what, what would, do we need to do before we enter well, obviously, new futures because we live in mm. we live in a new era where where um, with a lot of new voices and with the well, we live in a crisis and we mm. live. If we want diversity, if mm. we want both social and ecological inclusion, I really mean that we need to start with anti-colonization, and that's just. I mean, I, I mean, it's very concrete, and to learn what is that, mm. and how what what is my position in the world now, and what do I carry with my history, with my traditions, not as an individual, or old, I'm not interested, interesting as an individual, I mean as institutions. Because um, that it's just so important before we move ahead, and before we, we I know you already talked about, how do we define diversity? How mm. do we define representation? Can we, can we use that word anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> representation is very not, it's very much a, a privileged from a privileged position. Mm. So I think it's very much becoming aware of, of the world we live in and the many voices and where we stand and, and um, what we carry before we transform. Yes. I think you also um, had a... So yeah. I'll switch from Danish to Danish. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, for, for the, I'm going to ask you to ask the question about what uddannelsesinstitutionerne skal gøre. Noget af det, som, som der sker lige nu, det er, at Rytmisk Musikkonservatorium og DKDM her har jo sammen lykkes med at få en master i musikpædagogisk udvikling stablet på benene. Den kører lige nu. Første øh, generation er i gang nu, og der, jeg har den fornøjelse at prøve at være vejleder for to af de masterstuderende, der går på, på den her nye uddannelse her. Øh, og det, som er super, super interessant, det er, at det er jo professionelle, der kommer tilbage, som har fået hele den her uddannelse, fået tanket mm. al fagligheden ind i bagagen, som så kommer tilbage til en masteruddannelse, og er dybt, 
dybt, dybt optaget af, hvordan er det, de kan være med til at skabe mening ude i de sam- lokalsamfund og institutioner, som de er en del af. Øhm, og, hvordan, og det, som, som, at, som, som de oplever, det er, at de sidder lige pludselig med nogle værktøjer og muligheder, måske først og fremmest muligheder, for at skabe nogle nye fællesskaber, som dækker nogle behov, som de andre institutioner, vi har, aftenskoler og øh, psykologer og alt muligt, ikke dækker af. Men, men hvor de er kraft af det at have kunsten som, som udgangspunkt for en ny dialog, for en ny samtale, for nogle mennesker til simpelthen at få det bedre. Okay. Det synes jeg er sindssygt vigtigt at fokusere på, uanset om det er arkitektur eller film, eller billedkunst, eller musik, eller hvad pokker det er, man har gang i, så bliver man hele tiden nødt til at have det perspektiv på, der handler om, hvordan er det, vi bidrager til at gøre det her verden til et bedre sted, og hvordan er vi professionelle i det. Og derfor, så der var på Christina Dahls øh, planche, var der øh, noget mega bekymrende, der stod nemlig, at der var nogle studerende, som var, hvad var det, hvordan var det, det var formuleret, lack of social-emotional skills toward mm. the children. Mm. Og så siger man, for høvlen da, der er der noget at tage fat på det, det er så super konkret, men det handler også om kompetence, men det handler også om mod i den undervisning, man giver de studerende. Okay. Just typing in, because that, this, I said I could translate, but that was a, a long translation. So just to, to say, for those of you who are here, earlier today when Geert said, it's not about who we are, for, for him, the arts education is not about who we are or how we are. So this is one of the things that you just touched upon, I would say, Penilla, I'm looking at you, is that it's, I'm really doing a quick summing up now. Mm-hmm. So it's about how we are, and then also the never, that arts is the never-ending dialogue. But I think what you're also, just listen, when you mentioned a master in using the arts education as a pedagogical practice, what that enables ties in to some of the uh, discussions that I certainly listen to in terms of, uh, and now because Christopher, I think in terms of the artistic research, we had some examples about, about that as well. So I think you're touching about something that is quite uh, very to the point of, of what is important to remember as cult- cultural institutions, the role as cultural institutions to ensure that the students engaging in the practice what they also bring with them afterwards. So thank you for that. We promise that it would be okay. Sometimes reflections need to be expressed in native tongue. We're getting close to, to the drinks, so I want to uh, <laughs> just ask if you have any comments or questions to these extremely engaged and passionate panelists. Thank you for this discussion. I think uh, in the last moments, you, for the first time I felt during this conference, and that's maybe also my own fault in our own discussions and so on, that we went a bit from the internal focus more on the art education to the actual role as cultural institution. I think that has often been forgotten here today. And um, especially when it came to the topics of like, for example, decolonization or Uh, postgraduate education where you work with professionals who are active already out in the cultural life. And I was like really wondering how we could start to address the potential of these institutions, the specific affordances and potentialities of them as different 
cultural institutions than the other cultural institutions uh, uh, in Denmark. And uh, so, like, this is a huge question, but mm. what, how could um, we articulate what these spaces, there are some enormous amount of resources and spaces and skills, and we have learned so much during the pandemic about, uh, for example, the precarity of cultural life and the need for long-term sustainable, other kinds of producing that are, you know, outside of this constant demand in the cultural sphere of actually the next event, the next production and so on. And that is what these environments can actually provide. So I think, you know, we really need to start from that. And how can we start to invite in those cultural actors to actually do stuff in these institutions? Mm. Artistic research is only one field, but it's one of those fields that can offer those long-term uh, sustainable uh, methodologies. So I, I would have liked to hear more about those specific formats, projects, topics mm. that involves other actors. Yes, Lee. The uh, <clears throat> philosopher Fichte said that building happens from Anstos pushbacks. You could also call it bones of contention. So when you run into a viewpoint that is surprising where you have to revise your understanding of the world or what you're doing or who you are. So a really crucial part of any edu education is to, of course, give young people what they came for, what they thought they came for and what they want, but also to give them what they didn't ask for and what they don't want. And um, that can be decolonization, but it can also be just challenging that viewpoint among other viewpoints, um, but it is, the education should be the place where you get all the stuff that you couldn't get if you didn't get into that one particular education. And as the role, as if I understood your question correctly, the role as institution, how that can differ from other cultural institutions. And so I would say in the educational institution, the craftsmanship of whatever art it is that you are, are pursuing, but then also some input that they wouldn't otherwise have gotten. So reach out to the physics department and the uh, political science department and get some of the viewpoints from there, not because you want to tell them what to think, but because you want to present them with the latest uh, research from other parts of, uh, of educational and, in, and, and the universities. And then hopefully they will start saying, hmm, maybe I could make a computer game about this, or a symphony, or a dance, or something, but challenge their worldview. That is really what education should be about. Okay, and I'm gonna, Katrine, as institution, the different role, not in terms, not just, and again, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but you want to hear the role as an institution? And how are, how they're different than other cultural institutions? Yes? It's not really a question, it's just uh, I want to, to, to share a thought that had come from, from all this speaking. And it's the, the idea, I, I totally agree with Katrina, uh, with the thing is, is not uh, just a um, cultural institution problem or pedagogic or schools problem about the how to 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 create like a kind of sustainable art or or, or things or culture so i i, I really think uh, there is a lot of uh, heaviness with these institutions is not uh, a thing for these institutions we we need to in somehow involve 
other like we, we need a kind of engineers to help us to have like a new material to painting and be not so uh, polluted because the painting is very polluted and uh, how to find another ways to create new instruments and it's like I'm a musician I don't know how to create instrument but there are engineers can help me so it's a, a real social problem we, we need to go together and it's not like only the art thinking is how the other institutions can help art to make also a, in a sustainable way so so then it's like become a, a politic thing no how, or, or society thing it's like we we, we we don't need to think in separated way mm. or and also how to to really make like all the society participated so uh, like maybe it's because the, the artist like th thinking in that way like it's like hierarchies so it's like kind of separated so it's like I cannot help because he's an artist or they are an artist so I'm like separated how to make really participant all the society uh, to, to make art like it's not something about musician it's not something about artists it's not something about actors or actors it's like how everybody we can also create culture and make art and it's a necessity for for drink a coffee you know how make a glass a arctic glass and like and in a sustainable way and this is our mark uh, it's our way is i don't know like thinking more you know how to really make matters everybody about this i don't know <laughs> 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 Thank you very much. Yeah. I think it was yeah, do you want to comment? No, I think you I yeah. think you said it so beautifully yeah. so and yeah. time's up so <laughs> a last question. Now the drinks are calling you. <laughs> well I think we'll say thank you very, very much for such uh, amazing comments and uh, reflections and uh, also, to give you a little bit of homework in terms of stepping up, stepping in, stepping forward, uh, participating in, in the futures, but also with an active role as an institution. And I think you also raised the voice for engaging in order to make a difference. So thank you very, very much uh, for taking time out to have this debate with them. Thank you.